Hey friends, this is Natalie Irvin and welcome to the ICU podcast where we explore how we can find significance in the unseen work of leaders and learn to be intentional to truly see others in our everyday lives. I can't wait to share with you, so let's get started. Today's scripture is Mark eleven twenty three. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, it does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the ICU Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Natalie Brulette. She is a mom of three from Savannah, Georgia. She's worked as an editor for online content. She's written three children's books and now has created a nonprofit organization with the goal of bringing a new children's museum and indoor play space to Savannah. So I'm so happy to have you. Thank Thank you you for coming on and agreeing to share um, your goals and share some of your background with us. I heard about you through um, a mutual friend, Sally. And when I heard what you were doing, I was like, yes, we are on board with this. Like we live for some children's museums. Yes. Um, it's my daughter's favorite thing to do. She can't, she can't be out in the heat too much um, because of a condition that she has. And so children's museum museums have been a way that we can allow her to be a kid. And so that makes me really, really happy that you are going down this path, even yeah. though I know it's difficult. Well, thank you for having me. I'm was Sally told me all about you and your family and how excited you were. So it's like, yeah. okay, good. So I I was happy to meet you and to come here and share about it. Yeah. And what we're doing. Yeah. So it's the Natalie show today. That's what, yeah. I love, we need a theme song. <laughs> I love it. Um, so give me a little bit of your backstory, your background, how you guys got here, that type of thing. Okay. So I grew up in Savannah, Georgia, born and raised there. Okay. Um, decided to go to college in New York City um, just because oh. I, I don't know, I always wanted to do something different. I always felt like mm, I didn't exactly fit in the South in a lot of ways. So I wanted to sort of Go somewhere new, um, looked at colleges, went to NYU to visit, and me and my mom were immediately like, this is the place. It's beautiful. So, um, yeah, it was just a, a f- amazing experience. Love New York forever now. Yeah. Um, so went to school there, studied journalism and cinema studies because I wanted to be sort of a, a film writer, a television writer, sort okay. of, you know... Um, critical writing about entertainment. Mm -hmm. So that was the goal. And that's what I ended up doing for about 10 years. Um, But in New York, met my husband, who's from Seattle. Mm. So then (laughs) we ended up sort of bouncing around the country for a lot of years, um, New York to Seattle, back to Mm -hmm. New York, and then to Austin, Texas for a year, um, which is where our first child was born. Um, Harrison. So he, when he was about six months old, we were like, oh, we're all alone in Austin, Texas, and we, it would be nice to be near family. Yeah. Um, so we realized we could both work remote, sort of work remote before it was cool, you know, yeah. before COVID <laughs> made it universal. Mm-hmm. So moved back, to, or I moved back to Savannah. My husband moved to Savannah for the first time um, with our six-month-old at the time just to have a family support system, which is still so very important to us. It is. (laughs) Um, And then have since had two other kids. Um, So my youngest is three. I have a six-year-old daughter, and Harrison is nine. He's the oldest. And, yeah, we're still sort of working remote and settled into Savannah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then just um, have started, started, came up with this idea a few years ago and then have finally decided to go for it to create a new children's museum in Savannah. That's so cool. And you guys have been all over the place. So that's really neat that you have different experiences. I think that helps when you're trying to do something as big as what you're doing, which we're going to get to. But I think having that experience, the networking with lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds gives you a leg up in order to kind of find people that are interested in investing in what you're doing. Um, So tell me a little bit about the children's books that you wrote. I did not even realize that you had written children's books. And when I read your bio, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. But I guess it makes sense with your writing background, you know, to do that. So tell me a little bit about how you, how you got into that. Sure. So yeah, it's sort of, I, you know, have always written usually more journalistic type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think when, when my oldest was about one, I sort of came up with this idea of how, um, I would call him things like, you know, sweet pea and things mm-hmm. like that and realized, oh, there's all these sort of food names that you call somebody, you know, affectionately, yeah. honey bun, you know, whatever, <laughs> all that stuff, um, sugar. Mm-hmm. So I sort of came up with this sort of short little rhyming story, um, really in a couple of days that, um, was sort of about a mother's love for her son in that case mm-hmm. and comparing him to food items, you mm-hmm. know, like, you're as sweet as a peach, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, wrote the story. And then my mom, who is an artist, ended up illustrating it for wow. me. So we have sort of, you know, collaborated together. So we mm-hmm. put out three books. So the first one is that, all about food. It's called More Than Food. Like, mm-hmm. I love you more than food. Yeah. Um, so public, self-published that. And then uh, we had to write a book for my daughter. So then that <laughs> one is called How Far. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of the same theme, but sort of um, all about travel sort of all around the world. Like I would go this far to find you. So the mother and daughter kind of like go to Paris and, Mm -hmm. you know, go to a tropical Island and, um, sort of conveying love in that way. And then the third book is just sort of an alphabet book. So not much writing, but, um, Mm -hmm. some beautiful illustrations from my mom again. I'm just like A is for avocado mm-hmm. and D is for dragon fruit, kind of like yeah. interesting foods Different um, things. that kids might not be as familiar with. So, yeah, so we put those out sort of between 2017 and 2020. Okay. Just kind of cranked out these yeah. children's books. So you can find them on Amazon. Um, in Savannah, they're in the Paris market, um, oh, okay. which they that's sort of been our, our biggest sales avenue is Paris market. Yeah, I love so Paris we're, market. Yeah, it's a great shop. So we're like really happy to be in there and then people can flip through the book yeah. and see it and then buy it. So It's so special. When I was looking at it on Amazon, I really loved the how far because I love traveling and I think that's just so sweet that you were able to make that connection with your daughter and, yes. um, you know, just introducing kids to places outside of where they live and where they might, you know, some kids may never travel. So having a exposure to those things yes. is really special. Yeah. I think, I mean, I hate to pick favorites, but I feel like that's that one, favorite. that the illustrations are like particularly beautiful. Yes. It's like cute. The cover is. Cute girl clothes and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So that one, I I, that one's close to my heart. That's really special. And now your kids have that. I know that they'll be like, let me see my book, you know, Mm because they know it's them. Yeah. And with your mom being involved, I think that's really neat too. Yeah. It's very special. Yeah. So we started talking um, over Instagram kind of about your next journey that you are on. Um, This is a big one. 
Yes. So <laughs> tell me about what inspired you to want to go down the journey of creating a children's museum. I, so, um, like I said, so we moved back to Savannah as a family in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are spaces in Savannah, um, for kids, but I, I was just always hoping for more, um, particularly in the summertime. If, you know, if you're in the South, if you're in the Southeast, you know how hot and humid it can be. So especially in the summer when kids are out of school, it's literally like, okay, we can go to the pool or the beach. Basically. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of a frustration point for me, mm-hmm. and I kept hoping for more. And one thing that um, I sort of just – all these thoughts kind of kept building. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in Savannah, there was a s- humble science museum, mm-hmm. but um, but it had a planetarium in it. It had something which we're trying to incorporate into what we're doing. It had sort of a big, giant walk-through replica of a human heart. And it oh, would, that's cool. You could climb through the chambers mm-hmm. of the heart, and it had a heartbeat and lights, and it was like very exciting <laughs> as that's a little cool. kid. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was sort of a small science museum. That was pretty much it. There was like a reptile room and mm-hmm. things like that. But we would go on field trips there, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um. Growing up in the eighties and nineties there, and then it closed. Um. At some point when I didn't live in Savannah. And so I always think, like, why did it close? Like, there's nothing, right. nothing filled that space. And I just feel like there was nothing that kind of bridged the arts and sciences, mm-hmm. a space where kids could just, like, roam free and, like, be safe and comfortable inside mm-hmm. and play and learn at the same time. Absolutely. So I kept sort of, you know, hoping someone would do something mm-hmm. over these um, eight years that we've been back. And it just... I didn't see anything materializing. Mm -hmm. I talked to some other people. You know, it it didn't seem like anybody was going to do it. Every parent of young kids I spoke to was like, please, yes, Mm -hmm. we need this. You know, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try. So at the start of this year, um, I started, you know, working on all the paperwork and filing papers with the IRS to get, you know, tax exempt status and Mm -hmm. um, all of that sort of grunt work that I didn't know a thing about. But, you know, it was like I I wanted to figure it out Mm -hmm. because I wanted to move forward with this. Yeah. So we've worked on that, worked on our branding um, and then launched sort of, I guess, in September, officially launched our fundraising and outreach campaign. So it's called Create Space Children's Museum. Um, and we, so we're in the very early stages of fundraising, um, but just trying everything we do can do to get the message out, um, mm-hmm. let people know our mission and why we think it's important and just yeah. trying to find people to partner with us and come on board and make it happen. Yeah. And I, I love that because like you said, there's a need for it in that community because Parents love going to Savannah. Savannah is beautiful. My dad grew up there as well. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up going to Savannah. I lived in Atlanta. um, And now living here, you know, we go there quite frequently. Mm -hmm. But there is there isn't a whole lot of spaces for kids to experience their kind of play. And with our daughter, she, in the summertime, that is like our worst enemy Mm. um, if we don't have places like that to go to. So we're always searching, you know, there's one in Columbia, there's one um, in Pooler, you know, that's fine. And and in Atlanta, so we'll travel for a children's museum because it provides her the opportunity 
to go free mm-hmm. and we don't have to worry about her and we don't have to tell her no. You know, she gets to play and she gets to be like a regular kid. Right. And so to me, it's very personal. What you're doing is reaching families who really need this type of thing. You know, I know that there are parents who have children who are um, autistic that, you know, live for this kind of stuff because the kids need tangible things to sensory play and um, all of these things that they may not be able to get in other places. Exactly. And that is such a big part of our vision is accessible to all children, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, engaging Hopefully, you know, we're trying to cover childhood. So, you know, things for crawling infants and Mm -hmm. toddlers, you know, all the way up to 12-year-olds who might be more interested in STEM or, Mm -hmm. you know, the human body. So sort of, you know, we're I keep using the word grand. We have Mm -hmm. sort of a grand vision for a space that can house all of that Mm -hmm. um, and can welcome all kids. Um, Yeah, and there's there's so much to be said for, like, making things – um, accessible to autistic children and, you know, children with different abilities. And we just, the hope is that we can meet all of those needs and that it's like a safe, inviting space where everyone can have fun and learn. Mm -hmm. And also, um, a big part of that in my mind is a space where parents are happy, where it's clean and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, not too chaotic, hopefully, and sort of calming. Like one thing I think a lot about imagining the space is like the type of music that will be, you know, playing in the background, just sort of like a calm, happy, (laughs) you know, joyful space Mm -hmm. for families to come. And then, you know, of course we have visions of like school field trips, you know, and summer day camps. And Mm. um, I would love to even, you know, sort of incorporate something that's like you know, I feel like teenagers are still kids. And yeah. again, there's there's a problem like providing spaces for teens. Mm-hmm. Like where do teens go? It's like nobody really goes to the mall anymore. Yeah, you know, right. where can teenagers go? So yeah. I, I think of things like teen night, you know, mm-hmm. where we, we let older kids come and enjoy yeah. the museum. So lots of ideas, lots of big hopes. But, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like we're in this process of just planting seeds and right. and we are you know, we'll harvest them as they, as they grow. Um, but there are a lot of people excited about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of great companies and, um, and individuals are coming on board. So we just hope the sooner the better, but you know, if, if it's a long-term thing, I'm in it for the long haul too. So. That's incredible. And I love the detail that you think about. I think sometimes I get that, hung up on detail. But I think that that can also be a positive thing because a lot of people aren't detail oriented. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing a big vision of something come together, but they're not paying attention to the music and the, you know, specific toys and specific experiences that could be offered for specific children Mm -hmm. or parents and I think you're onto something with the vibes kind of that you set because parents need an opportunity I think to allow their kids to play but for them to have a moment you know to relax and to just enjoy being in an environment with their children but not necessarily having to be on top of them all the time or worry about ah you're gonna break something you know back up like don't touch um that's always 
a worry when you take your kids out in public, you know. Every time. Um, <laughs> you're like, why did I think this was a good idea? I don't know. Right. Um, but to have a space where you can just say, have fun, and you can watch or you can engage. You can, you know, do whatever exactly. it is that you feel that you want to do. Yeah. And I just, I love that. I think that we're missing that um, in in that space. So so I'm proud of you for, for you know, taking the vision and running with it. Well, thank you. I think a lot of people would want to get involved if they knew about it. So that's kind of why I wanted to meet with you because I think parents, you know, sometimes they just don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of my friends with young kids go to Savannah quite often. So I think that that would be something they would be excited about. Um, but tell me, like, I know that you've kind of explained your vision, but when parents and kids walk in the door, what are they going to see? Like what it, what it dream in your dreams, what would you create? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have sort of, you know, if, if you go on our website, createspacesavannah.org, um, we have some sort of re- a few renderings of some mm-hmm. of our vision. Um, but one big thing, I think sort of center point is sort of a, a huge climbing feature Um, or a huge play space that sort of incorporates color and artwork, you know, and an indoor play space, Mm -hmm. I think, is very needed in Savannah. Mm -hmm. I will say, like, even our playgrounds, you know, aren't quite what I would want them to be. And then, as as you know, with the weather, it's like, you know, hit or miss weather, Mm -hmm. whether you can even go to the playground. So I think an indoor play space that, you know, can sort of... um, cover a range of ages Mm -hmm. um, is a big part of it. Aside from that, we are, you know, imagining, I talked about the human heart. So we're Mm. sort of envisioning this sort of human body room experience that talks about, you know, the circulatory system and the skeletal system and sort of interactive um, aspects of that where kids can learn about their own body and Mm -hmm. how, you know, things work and how your eyes work and sort of comprehensive sort of science focused Mm -hmm. um, human body room. We're hoping to have um, a music room where kids can explore and have real hands-on instruments and mm-hmm. learn about, you know, sound waves and, yeah. and all of that and see different instruments. Um, and then we're calling this the energy lab, sort of um, experimental hands-on things with light and wind mm-hmm. and um, all of those aspects where kids can play and interact with technology in a way where they're learning at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, I, you know, I think an arts and crafts room is sort of a given, but we're hoping to do like, you know, different, um, art programming and crafts that are seasonally themed Mm -hmm. and, you know, focused around topics, come in for this activity this Saturday, that type of thing. In addition to sort of a science lab and Mm -hmm. come see our science experiments. So it's a lot about like housing all these different aspects that Mm -hmm. are, you know, hands-on learning but playful at the same time and colorful and bright and just you know engaging for for young kids for all kids Mm -hmm. and then in addition to that you know we um are they have thoughts of like potential this is best case scenario Mm -hmm. you know a cafe where parents could you know grab something to eat sit there let their kids play or kids can grab a snack you know sort of everything housed in the space Mm -hmm. where maybe you could come you know spend the entire day um 
that is the the grand vision That's of it to be vision. big enough and have enough to do yeah. where you know you could spend a day there yeah and it would be worth you know someone like you driving to savannah to come mm-hmm. do that on a saturday Sounds so awesome. Well, I'm I just mean, like getting excited thinking about it. I know. And I know it's <laughs> it's things that, you know, take time to develop, but I, I love where it's headed. I think it's really cool. Hope so. Um, do you guys have a space already or are you searching for that space? Yeah, that's the number one priority is finding mm-hmm. a space. So we've had our eye on a couple of buildings, um, okay. but we're trying to like fundraise as quickly as we can to, you mm-hmm. know, get a building before it sells to somebody else um, or something else develops in its place. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the tricky part is getting that funds, getting the funds to get a building so people can start sort of envisioning. Sure. But we're, you know, on our list was like an an old grocery store that's not there anymore, Um, Mm -hmm. a movie theater that's Mm -hmm. gone. So sort of buildings like that that are just sort of big, giant, you know, blank spaces Mm -hmm. um, that, that would be able to house whatever exhibits we bring into them. So, because we'll have to do a lot of customizing, I imagine, to make it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that you talked about um, before the interview was SCAD. And, you know, we're blessed to have them in Savannah and they are very involved in a lot of different things. And so using their design expertise to come alongside that was something I was very excited about. So the Savannah College of Art and Design is um, a huge part of Savannah, particularly downtown mm-hmm. Savannah, and have just, you know, renovated old buildings and, you know, created a lot of beautiful spaces in yes. Savannah for their students that, you know, we all get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wanted to figure out a way to partner with them um, and bring them on board to the museum in some way. So the the thing we're working with them now on is they have a program for themed entertainment design, which in theory, that's sort of like designing for theme parks. So mm-hmm. like, you know, Disney and, you know, right. things like that. So it's a master's program they have, and um, they will turn your project into a course for their students. Wow. So, and then the students take 10 weeks to okay. design for whatever project you mm-hmm. have. So I approached them about the Children's Museum um, and the professor. The professors worked worked for Disney for 35 years, I think wow. he said, and um, like helped open Disney Paris and things like that. So that's sort of the experience they're bringing to it. Mm-hmm. But they're very excited about this, which, you know, helps the city that they, they're in and would be something that um, their students could design for and then, you know, show a, mm-hmm. in real life, you know, maybe in a few years, something that can come to fruition. So yeah. not just, you know, conceptualizing something that may never exist, just an idea, but like maybe seeing this through to completion. Yeah. So um, we've approached them with with our different concepts and they are going to um, turn it into a course in the spring and um, we'll have their master's students coming up with design ideas for us. That's and then so cool. we can take those ideas and, and take them to a fabricator or yeah. whatever company and mm-hmm. bring them to life. So I'm very excited really about that. Neat. Yeah, and yeah. very happy to work with SCAD um, on this project. Yeah, that's a very unique way of allowing them to it to be a very hands-on project-based learning experience where you're not just creating something, like you said, that will never be 
anything. You're creating for people in the city that you live in, mm-hmm. which is that there's so many layers of good, good experience there and yes. so many layers of good things. That's that what I love. They'll have it, you know, the students will have it as part of their portfolio mm-hmm. and then, you know, we'll have it, you know, for our children's museum. So yeah. I think it's a great collaboration. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I know that you guys have a board. Yes. that you've developed of different people from the community. How did you go about finding people to be a part of that? I, st- I started small with, um, you know, basically other moms I knew, other moms of young kids mm-hmm. who I knew would be excited about this, who sort of, and I'd say, you know, I feel like we all have sort of the creative bent, you mm-hmm. know, um, and and are just passionate about, about making things fun and exciting for our kids. And yeah. I think, you know, it's it's sort of the, I always think it's like the moms who throw like the themed birthday party and get yeah. really into it. Like I feel <laughs> yep. like that's that's what we all are. Uh-huh. Um, so it's sort of like, you know, bringing that mindset to this to come mm-hmm. up with the most fun ideas um, and just putting a creative spin on things to, yeah. um, to make them fun for our kids. I mean, I feel like selfishly, you know, we all want this to exist before our kids, you know, Get are older, grown, right? Um, which is a motivating factor. But it's also just like something we want to exist in the community mm-hmm. for every kid and for all the visitors that come to Savannah, yeah. um, which is a huge amount of people. So, you know, I think it, it serves two needs of like, being a tourist draw mm-hmm. for families who might not have something to do on a rainy day or, yeah. you know, in the middle of July. <laughs> and then also just a hub for local families to return to again and again. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, every month mm-hmm. where we'll have new activities, new programming um, to right. offer people to keep it fresh and mm-hmm. keep it exciting. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so tell me about like how – how can people support you? How can they come alongside you to help out with this initiative? So basically our, our two priorities right now are getting the word out mm-hmm. um, about what we're doing and then asking for donations. Mm-hmm. Um, so on our website, um, you can donate a one-time gift or you could set up a recurring monthly donation, okay. which I think, you know, even if it's, you know, $5 a month, $10 mm-hmm. a month, that's money that keeps coming in. Right. Um, that we can rely on mm-hmm. that will help us reach our financial goals. Yeah. So even those small donations, I feel like are so important um, as well as, you know, we're reaching out to businesses in Savannah sure. um, that, that give to other organizations that, that are known to be charitable and just seeing if, you know, they would invest in our mission mm-hmm. too. So it's, um, it's a lot of outreach right now mm-hmm. and just spreading the word, word of mouth. And then through social media, sure. um, we're on Instagram, mostly on Instagram at the moment. It's Create Space Savannah. Um, but yeah, we're just like letting people know, like I just shared with you, mm-hmm. that we have a, a grand vision. And yeah. so and so we need their support need um, help, yeah. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And all of that will be linked in our show notes, awesome. too. Thank so you. I will share out the website because I do think or the, the website and the Instagram page, because I do think it's important just to get it out there. Share it, share it, share it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so kind of a personal question. Sure. I want to know your three kids, if they walk into this creative space. Um, create space, what would they gravitate to first? And I, I think about this a lot because yeah. my three kids 
I will say, I don't know what the three-year-old is quite into yet. Right. He seems very, like, um, tactile. Okay. But um, my son, my oldest, is nine, and he is just an artist. He has been drawing since he was four. It is his favorite thing to do. Um, he loves that. My daughter is sort of our athletic kid, mm-hmm. um, which I was not. So <laughs> that's, like, foreign to me. Yeah. But, like, loves soccer, has kicked a ball perfectly straight since she was two years mm. old. Um, so, and then, like I said, the three-year-old, we'll see. Um, (laughs) but so I have three very different kids, um, who enjoy different things. So that's sort of part of our idea of, you know, a range of activities and experiences that can appeal to more physical, you know, climbing Mm -hmm. and playing and, um, whatever sort of physical activity we can give them. And then addition to uh, kids who just, you know, love art or love music or yeah. are more creative, you know, in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope we can, you know, cover the gap of sort of what kids are interested in and provide something for everyone. But yeah, I think all my kids, I mean, my kids just love to run around and, you know, grab everything in sight. So yeah. <laughs> just like, be kids. Yes, exactly. So, you know, something for that, but then the, to appeal to these, you know, differences they have. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, all kids are so different. So creating a space where they can all enjoy things. I mean, but of course, they just like to run around, like you said. So just anything they can put their hands on is fun. Um, So I think this is just so awesome. I'm so excited for you. Um, you. I'm excited to be involved. I want to be involved. I want to spread the word about this because um, obviously it is personal to me, like I said, but I do love kids and care about them having a, a safe place to play and enjoy themselves, um, and for parents too. Absolutely. So, um, so I ask all my guests at the end of our episode, how have you felt seen recently? Um, I think, you know, putting myself out there with the museum is sort of, you know, I, I always feel like I didn't come up with this myself. It was mm-hmm. sort of a God-placed vision mm-hmm. and desire to make this happen um, because this is not anything I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when I when I tell people about it, I feel like it goes two ways. It goes either, you know, oh, how are you going to raise all that money or where is it going to be or how are you going to do that? Um, or people are immediately excited and like, this is awesome. How can I help? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's um, the people that are excited. I'm like, those are my people mm-hmm. and let's do this. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, practical questions, but I'm like, you got to be, you know, you got to have faith in it. You got to have faith in the idea. Um, and you know, I don't know, I don't know how we'll raise all the money, but, um, I know that in my life, God has shown up for me over and over again, Mm -hmm. um, in perfect timing with just what I needed. And I can look back on my life and see those instances. So I'm just applying that, that history and that faith to this, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, this didn't come from me because, it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So I I feel seen by the people that 
that believe and um, mm-hmm. and are excited and want to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And you have those memorial stones. I like to call them memorial stones to look back at, yes. to see where God's provided in the past. And we know that He promises to do so in the future. And He loves our children more than we could ever imagine. That's so right. I'm sure that um, He would desire for them to have the same type of space. So um, thank you so much thank for meeting you. with me today. Thank you for driving from Savannah on a it rainy so day yeah. <laughs> um, to talk about what's so close to your heart and I hope the very best for you want to be involved want to stay connected because I do believe in this and um, I'm proud of you for stepping out there well, thank and you. putting in the grunt work to make it happen I we're know gonna it's not do easy it. we're gonna do it absolutely you are <laughs> I believe that um, so this was just another episode of the ICU podcast. And if you would like to support Natalie and her team for Create Space Savannah, you can find all of that in the episode notes, the link to the website and also to her Instagram. I hope you guys are encouraged by her vision and by her trust in the Lord that when we have um, things come to us that we can find support and we can work hard to make that happen um, for our kiddos, for the people who are around us in our community. And so um, another episode of the ICU podcast will be available next Friday. We'll see you soon.